This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, April 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trump, expect aid in pretty near future. Food industry appeals for worker aid and PPE shortage worries industry. Ag order 4.0 comment period extended. The Central Coast Water Board yesterday extended the public comment period for a major regulatory process known as Ag Order 4.0. The deadline was originally set for April 6th and will now be June 20th. The board acknowledged the ag industry is particularly struggling to engage in the public process as it suffers from labor shortages, supply chain limitations, and worker safety issues during the COVID-19 crisis. The board said this uncertainty is impeding its ability to effectively implement the process. The board is revising its policies regarding notifications to stakeholders and is adding additional meeting dates on the order in late summer. It also consolidated a four-day meeting in May on the order to just one day. Keep in mind, Karen Ross told AgriPulse this week that many procedures for new regulations have been put on delays for two weeks or 30 days so we can reassess the situation. She added that it's premature to say how that will be ultimately handled. New state bill pushes farm worker benefits during outbreak. Yesterday, Assemblymember Robert Rivas announced a new bill aimed at expanding paid sick leave for farm workers from three days to two weeks, while also requiring hazard pay and subsidizing child care. The bill, part of his farm worker relief package, would also require employers to supply face masks at a time when masks are in a short supply. Rebus also wants to provide temporary housing for farm workers to mitigate overcrowding and allow for appropriate social distancing. The proposal also calls for surveying farm worker housing conditions, including for H-2A guest workers, to recommend additional measures. Rebus, who represents the Salinas Valley, has not explained who would cover the cost of those benefits. He plans to amend an existing bill to add the new measures. Keep in mind, Assemblymember Ash Clara sent a similar proposal to Governor Newsom last month. He wanted farm workers to get hazard pay equivalent to the extra $3 an hour that some grocery stores are providing employees. United Farm Workers has pushed for similar requirements as well. Remember, Rebus passed a measure last year that excludes H-2A employers from existing funding grants for farm worker housing. California orange production forecast down 6% from last season's utilization. California's all-orange production is forecast at 48.5 million boxes, unchanged from the previous forecast, but down 6% from last season's revised final utilization. That according to USDA's crop production report released yesterday. The California Naval Orange forecast at 40 million boxes is unchanged from the previous forecast, but down 5% from last season's revised final utilization. The California Valencia Orange forecast is also unchanged, but down 10% from last season's revised final utilization. The overall orange forecast for the U.S. is down 1% from the March forecast and down 4% from the final utilization. 
Now in national news, ag hurt very badly by COVID-19, according to President Trump. President Trump used yesterday's daily coronavirus briefing to offer some reassurance to farmers, saying, we'll be helping our farmers, by the way. We have money going out to our farmers in the pretty near future having to do with, you see, what's happened. The farmers got hurt very badly by all of this. That is in line with Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue saying on Wednesday that USDA would release the money up to $15.5 billion sooner rather than later. Local ag appeals for COVID-19 aid. Groups that promote local food systems are making their appeal to USDA for a piece of the $9.5 billion account earmarked for farm assistance provided by the $2 trillion economic stimulus bill known as the CARES Act. That pot of money is specifically earmarked for local ag as well as livestock producers and fruit and vegetable growers. Aid for local and regional food systems, or LRFS producers, should be commensurate with their expected losses of more than a billion dollars. That according to the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition and other groups in a letter to USDA. The letter also says that payments, quote, should be prioritized towards small and mid-sized producers. Don't forget food workers, Congress told. The food industry is talking to senators on both sides of the aisle as it presses its appeal to Congress to provide special assistance to its workers, either through direct payments or tax benefits. While the work of our public health officials, first responders, and public safety employees is unquestioned, we must also adequately recognize the service of food industry workers who protect our food security. That's the word of Michael Dykes of the International Dairy Foods Association in an op-ed for AgriPulse. Industry groups said in an April 3rd letter to Congress that essential critical infrastructure workers are fighting a war against the coronavirus at great personal cost. And these workers should be recognized and supported by the federal government. Here's why it matters. Meatpacking plants in particular are struggling to stay in operation and keep supermarkets stocked as employees succumb to the virus. On Thursday, the United Food and Commercial Workers applauded Smithfield Foods for temporarily closing a Sioux Falls, South Dakota plant due to employee illnesses. Operations will be reduced tomorrow and suspended entirely on Sunday and Monday. PPE shortage worries industry. The Consumer Brands Association, which represents major food manufacturers like General Mills, ConAgra, and PepsiCo, say federal and state agencies are confiscating thousands of pieces of personal protective equipment, making it hard for companies to provide workers with face masks or make on-site temperature checks. The organization provided several examples of problems that have occurred. Among them, thermometers were confiscated at a commercial port and cloth face masks were seized before they had arrived at a manufacturing plant. The organization is asking the Trump administration to take steps to address the problem, including by creating a White House Office of Supply Chain to facilitate cross-agency collaboration. Now, take note, Clay Deffelson, a top official with the National Milk Producers Federation and the private sector chair of the Food and Agriculture Sector Coordinating Council, warns there are likely to be PPE shortages through the summer. 
loan program swamped amid Senate feud. Banks and farm credit system institutions are facing overwhelming demand for forgivable loans amid a feud on Capitol Hill over topping up that $349 billion program. The loan process is still a struggle. As of yesterday, close to a dozen farm credit lenders were finally able to access the Small Business Administration's portal for filing applications. That according to Farm Credit Council spokesman Mark Hayes. But take note, the Policy Resolution Group, a D.C. lobbying firm, says Congress will have to replenish PPP sooner rather than later. Quote, with $118 billion in loans processed as of yesterday morning, an increase will be needed in a matter of weeks, if not days. Yesterday, Senate Democrats blocked a Republican effort to add $250 billion to the program, arguing that the measure failed to address other, more urgent needs. Dairy industry to Purdue. Make case for checkoff investments. With dairy farmers around the U.S. struggling to find outlets for their milk, some are also wondering why they should still contribute to the dairy checkoff. But the president of Dairy Management Incorporated says during this crisis, the dairy checkoff is more important now than ever in its history. In a letter to Secretary Purdue, DMI President Barbara Spiff O'Brien pointed to the impacts the dairy checkoff was having on all aspects of dairy production and consumption, including working through the Gen Youth and others to launch a COVID-19 emergency school nutrition fundraising campaign. Already more than 5,000 applications have been submitted by school districts across the U.S. requesting up to $3,000 in grants for equipment, packaging, and other supplies, the letter said. The checkoff is also convening cooperative leaders eager to find homes for excess supply with local processors and food banks. This effort is already diverting more than 100,000 gallons of milk per week in Texas, New Mexico, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, New York, and New England into the hunger system with more to come. Now what? High path bird flus back. As if the COVID-19 crisis wasn't enough, USDA yesterday confirmed the first case of high pathogenic bird flu since 2017. The disease, which was found in a South Carolina turkey flock, devastated commercial poultry operations across the country in 2015. USDA extends marketing assistance loans to full year. The Department of Agriculture is now giving producers with eligible crops 12 months instead of nine to repay marketing assistance loans. The extension was mandated by the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, or CARES Act, which was signed by President Trump on March 27th. You can read the full report at agripulse.com. Rural hospitals looking for more from the future COVID-19 relief effort. Rural healthcare leaders say the recently passed Phase 3 coronavirus legislation and any potential phases to come need to better address the concerns of rural hospitals. In a letter to Congress and the Trump administration, the National Rural Hospital Association says the increase of COVID-19 cases is weighing heavily on facilities in rural areas, which are also losing revenue from having to halt non-emergency care. 
You can also read that full report at agripulse.com. Finally, here's today's He Said It. Farmers have to make planting decisions in California right now to be able to harvest crops in the summer and the fall, but they have no certainty and no way of knowing what the demand will actually be or what the price will be. That Western Grower CEO Dave Puglia on Fox News yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, April 10th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.